Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This week, we fight side-by-side -side with giant creatures and defend strongholds. Also, we discuss Pokemon Go raids and if exclusive titles are important. Stay tuned for all that and more on this episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Well, guys, it's another episode, another episode for us to discuss what we normally discuss now, indie games. Yeah, With me, yeah. I've got, as you've already heard, Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. Cody. What's up, y'all? And Jake. Giggle. Okay. Laugh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. Uh, so, last two weeks, we talked about E3 previously, and this episode, we have been playing Dungeon Defenders 2 and Gigantic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to get right into the conversation. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the conversations real quick, okay. according to our poll, we have to drink beer. So what oh, okay, beer is yes, drinking yeah. everybody first? Um, uh... I am drinking a nice Samuel Adams summer ale. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Smirnoff? <laughs> yeah, close enough. That works. Yep. <laughs> Some cheap Kroger stuff mixed with Coca-Cola, which you're probably going to crucify me for, but whatever. Okay. Well, okay. And uh, there is this new beer that I've been trying called uh, Pepsed Blue Ribbon. Oh, I've never heard of that one Ooh. before. It comes in this really cool can that's red, white, and blue. And shaped so, like know, a toilet. America. And shaped like a toilet. <laughs> and it tastes like a toilet. Uh -huh. But a good toilet that has just been cleaned. Okay. Okay. And so I, that's I, what I've been drinking while I've been playing Dungeon Defenders 2. Hey, yo. What are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, how many people have actually gotten to play it? Not me. I couldn't get into, I couldn't get into it. Well, I, I Kyle, I know you and I have played uh, quite a bit of it, yeah. enough to get a good understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I, um, it's, it, it, I'll be honest, it was frustrating. Yes, I agree. Trying to to get it started out. The first day it worked really well. Uh, Dungeon, first of all, Dungeon Defenders Two is a tower defense game. Uh, made by Trinity Entertainment, and basically you you pick a class, whether it's a knight or a, a ranger or a monk, and you have to set up uh, different uh, traps or walls or barriers for your enemies to get through. Um, it's it's it was fun, but the reason that it was so irritating was the server issues that we kept running into with with the game itself yeah i agree and <clears throat> so it came out um what two weeks ago now i think right after like right after e3 basically yeah we were able to play 
just fine. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had plans to play it again. And yeah, we haven't, I have, me personally, I keep trying. I have not been able to play it. So we played Kyle yesterday. It's the first time I got to play since uh, it came out. Um, I've been alternating because we play, we'll get into this later, but we've been playing Gigantic and Dungeon Defenders the last couple of weeks. And so one day I would try to play Dungeon Defenders. The next day I'd try to play Gigantic just so I could kind of cover both games uh, evenly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was one day where I tried playing Dungeon Defenders and I tried to log in on the morning and it came up with, uh, I think it's the 2002 error, which was a server overload. And then I tried going in and playing after lunch, same error, and then the evening, same error. And and that's the, that's just what we've been dealing with. Uh, since the game launched and and for me that really puts a huge damper on my experience playing with this game likewise and which is really disappointing because the game itself is actually pretty fun yeah um it's even though it's simple you know it's just setting up a couple traps or uh, walls or weapons or whatever and then it's you and um three other people at the, the most uh trying to defend um, a castle, basically, and yeah. it's really simple. It's a lot of fun, but the server issues make it very frustrating. That's what so, kept me from playing. I I could never get yeah. into it. So it yeah. looks interesting, and I'd like to actually try it. But it, the server errors kept kicking me out, so I just went and did something else. Yeah, my yeah. week, my time, and no sense trying over and over again, and it just failed on me. My week pretty much consisted of uh, turn on my Xbox try Dungeon Defenders 2, it not worked, so I fire up uh, the next game we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into Gigantic, um, Carrington, what did, what did you enjoy about it? So, one thing I was not expecting that I really enjoyed, so you level up your characters, and as you level up, um, your enemies will level up with you also to make it, you so the difficulty rises along with you. Mm-hmm. But one thing I was not expecting was the loot system. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy awesome, crazy fun. You get yeah. random uh, random loot drops, which is really cool. And it's like, oh, what am I going to get next? Is it for the knight that I like to play with? Or is it for my monk I don't really like to play with, but it still looks awesome? <laughs> yeah. Um, which I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I got After you left yesterday, I got to try out that flaming sword I got. Yep. And that thing is awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah. I like the variety of weapons because it seems like with those games, you may start out with a weapon and then the next weapon that you get isn't much different. But the wep- the different weapons that you get from your drops, they're so diverse. Yeah, uh, there's a lots of perks and stats and it's like it takes me back to like a true RPG type thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really love that about the game too. Almost felt overwhelmed by how much loot there was. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And take the UI system, the menu system, takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Also, did you feel the gameplay was pretty easy to adapt to? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, it never. I have never failed um, a map a yet. Mission. Yeah, yeah, but that could be because also I haven't gotten to play a whole lot. Yeah, um, I think I hit level nineteen. That was the last time I played yesterday when we when I played with you and. Uh, I, the only time that I failed was when I did one one map by myself, and it's difficult to defend because you've got four separate areas where enemies are flooding in. So being one player trying to you know hold your hold your ground to four different areas is, is it gets difficult. But when I have you, and then we had a third person in with us yesterday, it was pretty easy to get through. 
Which that was crazy because wasn't that like six different lanes we had to protect too? Yeah. Which I'm glad we had that yeah. third person with us. The, yep. The, the I, rando. Yep. So all in all, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good game. Uh, it's just that, you know, that server situation really puts a damper on my experience with it. And two, I would have noticed that if you didn't point it out yesterday, when the enemies are far away or even if your friends are far away, yeah, the frames for that specific character drop like crazy yeah. until you get close up to them and then they, they act smooth again. Yeah. It's weird and it's it definitely detracts from it also. Yep. I thought so too. You see the T-Rex far out in the distance and it's just kind of moving at four frames per second. Hey guys, if I lose power... Just let you know that might happen because of okay. what my dad's doing right now. Okay. <laughs> See the Terminator? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I don't know what this <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Um, so, I don't know. That's, that's really all I had to put towards that game. It's fun. The server pulls away from my experience. The server issues I pull away from my experience. But when it works, I think it is a good game. Likewise. Yep. Uh, and then other than Dungeon Defenders, we played Gigantic this week. And I know, Jake, you fell in love with that game. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I didn't expect to. I thought I was going to end up just being like, you know, meh about it. But uh, I actually, I really, really like it. It's a uh, third-person hero shooter. 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 Shooter works because it's a MOBA. <laughs> kind of. Um, it borrows a little more... Uh, MOBA elements than a lot of the other uh, hero shooters we're seeing right now. Um, it's yeah. being developed by Motiga, and it just, it's been out for a while in uh, open beta on Xbox and the Windows Store. And the fact that it's been Windows Store with like two very short limited releases on Arc have really hurt mm -hmm. how popular this game could be. Um, it has, you know, I tried it back in December when it released on the Xbox store. I played a couple matches and it didn't really, didn't really do anything for me. It didn't feel polished, you know, it just kind of felt like whatever. And then, you know, we just decided to try it up, try it out the other day because it was about to hit uh, open beta. Like it was going to officially move into open beta and be released on Steam and Arc. So it's going to get a lot more exposure now. They added some new characters, a lot of new stuff since the last time I played. It's a really polished, solid game now. Um, yeah. The whole objective of each round of the game is each team has a gigantic, which if you've played games similar to like Heroes of the Storm, Dota, League of Legends, it's kind of like your base in those games. There's no lanes like in those games, but you you have your gigantic. And around the map, each team will summon... Uh, monsters that do different things. You can summon a healing monster, one that reveals stealth enemies, one that builds walls to create, to kind of funnel your opponents, and then dragons, which do a lot of damage to anyone that gets near them. They're yeah. kind of hard, hard and scary to take down. Um, and what you do is you, by defeating the other team's players and their monsters, you get points. And um, the first team to get to 100, their monster, their gigantic, will go attack the other team's gigantic, pin it down, your team gets a chance to do damage. If you inflict enough damage, the enemy monster will get a wound, and three wounds wins the match. So basically, you're killing the other team's gigantic. 
And if the points are large enough, doesn't the enemy gigantic automatically get wounded? Like something like that? Close, yeah. It, yeah, depending on how much damage it's already taken, uh, your gigantic <sighs> will inflict a large amount of damage on the other uh, gigantic. The thing that I think impressed me the most about uh, this game was I've been playing games in this kind of genre. Like I've played Dota League. I've played Heroes of the Storm. I've played pretty much everything like this, Overwatch Paladins. And the thing that just really stood out to me in this game was the characters were all unique enough to where it didn't, none of them felt like a direct ripoff from something else with the exception of mm-hmm. HK206, which was pretty obviously just your your standard robot clone, Bastion from um, Overwatch. Uh, yeah. Whatever the one in Team Fortress 2 was called, I can't remember. They're all, you know, kind of copy and paste robot. What all can you do with a, a turret robot? I mean, you know, yeah. it's going to happen. But everything else felt pretty unique. Um, the One of the things that really impressed me, too, like, we'll just draw a comparison between Paladins, for example. Paladins, the aiming feels really kind of sluggish, and the net code feels janky. There's a lot of lag. You know, I have good internet, and, you know, I mean, this is, again, my anecdotal experience, so whatever. But Gigantic felt really solid. I never had any of those moments where, like, I was running from cover to cover and I got to cover and then reappeared out in the open dead. I didn't have any moments like that. It felt really solid. The fellow characters, none of them felt like too overpowered with the exception of maybe Paco. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What did you guys like about the game? I do like the fact that it's free, but, and the characters rotate every week. So if I decide to get the game for free, I'm not stuck with the same exact characters all the time and so it's a rotating yeah. thing and if i decide to buy the full thing i unlock all the characters which is nice um and i do like that format really i think that's really nice to have um because i feel like a lot of like free to play stuff they kind of coax you into buying those extra characters mm-hmm. but i don't feel pressured anyway because i found a few characters that i like and you know i might buy the game later on but at the moment, I feel comfortable with uh, like two or three characters, which is just fine for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah I, I like how they changed up the roster every week. It, it gave me uh, time to just try out the different characters. And throughout you know, the last two weeks, I really came to enjoy playing as Margrave, which is the, the big guy uh, who kind of <clears throat> he, he kind of reminds me of the Incredible Hulk in a way. Yeah, melee tank, right? And then, uh, yeah, and then Trip, who gets behind, you know, enemy lines and and kind of sneaks around and is, is a stealthy character, but real fast, run across the map real fast with her. Um, the other, like, kind of jaw-dropping moment was that first time you get to attack the enemy gigantic, and as you're running from, you know, your point to their point, your gigantic is, is with you side by side. Like you can see either thing. One is uh one is a dragon. The other one is a uh, like griffin. a griffin. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the dragon you can see just kind of sw- uh, swinging in and out of the rocks and stuff. And the griffin is flying over top of you. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just something I haven't seen before in a game. And I think that it's really neat. It's really neat. Very element. big epic moment when it comes crashing yeah. down, the screen shakes and, there's this yeah. throwdown between your team and their team trying to do damage. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and and I've never played it uh, uh, mobile before, so I'm kind of glad this was the first one that I, I got into because it's it's somewhat simple. 
Um, but there is also, the, I can tell there's this deep uh, aspect of building your characters throughout the match because you level up throughout the match, and the match only lasts, what, like 15 yeah. minutes? If that, yeah. If that. So you level, I think your max level in a match is 10, and each time you level, you get a point, and you can donate a point to one of your moves that you have, whether it be uh, turning yourself invisible, or you can freeze people, or uh, make your attack more powerful. And I really like that aspect because it's, it's, I don't know, it's cool, yeah. you know, because you can build your character different each match. Yeah, I think, like, continue playing that game, personally, I'd have to figure out how to upgrade the character per point. Cause, right. Because I'm just hitting auto-upgrade every time I get one and not really knowing what it does and just play like I normally do. There's auto-upgrade? Yeah. They, yeah, you, if you press... Yeah. Left, left on the D-pad, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't yeah, know that. was actually... It automatically upgrades, and then... We started go from there. playing Kyle, and the first week it wasn't in there. We got that big update, like, coming, right. coming up to the weekend, and that's what added it in. It changed, like, the whole UI, added the auto-upgrade, added a bunch of other new features. Um, before we go on to other aspects of the game, um, Carrington, what were your favorite heroes? My favorite hero, so there was um, like an ox-looking thing with, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if he had... Is it Charok or something? Yeah, uh, I can't remember his Charnock, name, the but dragon he was pretty cool. Fire or Voden, the... Yeah, the... the, the, the no, no, the oh, dude you start off with in, in the, the training spears, mode. The two spears, Lord Nossus. Yeah, 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 he had those two spears. Yeah, Lord yeah, I got really comfortable with him, and he was awesome. And then I think it was Trip. that's the samurai person, right? Right, yeah, the yeah. one that's real fast. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she is really cool and fun to play with. Yep. How about you, Cody? I also liked the ox dude with the spears. Mm-hmm. Whose name I already forget, even though you just said it five seconds ago. Lord Nossus. Oh God, I cannot yeah, pronounce it's, that. It's, it's yeah. that one. <laughs> and then the other uh, dude who like shoots fire out of his mouth. Yeah, who Charnock. I also don't remember the name. Yeah, Charnock. that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Those were the two guys I played with most of the time, and I enjoyed them. By the way, Carrington mentioned the tutorial. I hated it. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, kind of painful. I can tolerate tutorials. But that one, I don't know. That was just well, awful. That also got updated. Uh, oh, yeah. really? It got completely changed like the week after we started playing. Now there's four separate tutorials that'll explain leveling up, what the different monsters do, uh, the gigantic rounds. It's all set up into four separate non-mandatory tutorials now. So. Oh, so, gosh. The funny thing is, uh, I think I got a rare achievement for completing one of the tutorials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really think this game yeah. is untapped so far. Yeah, <laughs> and I I think people really need to look into it. Um, it's it's good. I didn't. The only I think the only problem I ever had with the game was trying to find a match to get into. Yeah. The load times were kind and of even long. that. Uh, I'll say. The the queue times for getting into a match were awful the first week I played. If it wasn't a, an evening, uh, like because I work weird hours and I was trying to play like on Tuesday at you know noon or something like that, and it took me probably five six minutes to get into a match. But yeah. after that update dropped and it went live, and there's all this Twitter hype around it, and it was on the front page of the Xbox for a bit. Uh, I I didn't have problems the second week getting into matches. Yeah, definitely at night I didn't really have problems, but now that I'm not in school anymore, I've been trying to play in the mornings a little bit while I drink coffee, and that's 
I mean, I, I guess it's a given. It's going to be hard for me to find a yeah. match. And, and But sometimes and I do. I will say the only glaring issue I had with the game um, was the map rotation. I played, I think, that whole first week. I thought oh, there yeah. was only one map in the game. That first night you and I played, that's all we yeah. played until maybe the very last match we went to a different map. Yeah, and it turns out there were three. There could be four, and I just never got the fourth map. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I still thought it was really cool. Um, the, the new maps looked cool, but just the fact that, I mean, I played probably 20, 30 matches before I ever saw one of the other maps. Did you get a sense that any of the characters felt overpowered or just needed? Just Paco. Um, okay. He's the only character that has like a that... real, he's the snowman. He just felt like for, he, he's the only character in the game that has like a legitimate hold you in place stun. No other character. Everyone else has slows. He's the only one that can stun and slow you at the same time. So it's like impossible yeah. to get away from him. And he just felt like for for being that much of a disabler, he had way too much damage he was throwing around. He also uh, looked like something that would be in a child's nightmare. Yes, he's horrifying. If he if I opened my <laughs> closet door and he was in there as a grown man, I would poop my pants. <laughs> like literally, right? Literally, yeah, literally. literally poop yeah. flowing down my legs. Um, he looks like a. Like a bad clown. Yeah. On I, I actually kind of want a plushie of him just because of how terrifying he is. Yeah. Uh, my favorite characters, I really liked Taito the Swift. He was the melee assassin that used the saber, uh, the owl guy. Um, I really liked his abilities. He seemed awesome. Isling was incredibly unique. She's just this adorable little cute character, and then this huge knight comes flying out of her sword. That kind of blew me away. That's what that is. Okay. And then, yeah, because I've played against her, but I've never played as her. And then Wu was my, my main, <laughs> my favorite favorite. The battle toad. Yeah, he's he reminded me a lot of Greninja from Pokemon. That's why I liked him so much. Oh, okay. uh, he's like a kung fu melee. I kind of like all melee assassins. It's kind of weird, but he. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was really neat. Tough for people to get away from him. And I will say too, the only problem, like the biggest problem I had, and it happens to me more than once. If I was in a party chat, either by myself or with somebody else, the voice chat in the game would still be on. So I could hear my teammates, but they couldn't hear me because I was in party chat, but I could hear them talking. We we play like a match with people from France or something. Something crazy. Oh, and my other biggest beef with the game, the first week I played, there was no voice acting for any of the heroes. Guess what? Big update drops on the weekend. Suddenly everyone's got these nice, awesome voice (laughs) lines. And yep. Wu, when and then, he and dies and comes back, he's like, it's your boy, Wu! And I'm like, oh <laughs> man, this is so cool. Um, so the game drops, what, July 20th? Uh, I think uh, yeah, it's the release full date that release I saw. Yeah, full release is July 20th. It should already yeah. be up on Steam if it's if it's not, it's July 20th. Um, right yeah. now, until the 20th, the Founders Pack is discounted to 30 bucks. You get all the characters... Um, plus I think one skin or two, something like that. Um, uh, I did. And you have it, is it till the 16th? It's either, we'll just say the 14th. You, there's a chance that you can get the founders pack yeah, for free yeah. on uh, gigantic's Twitter. They've been doing giveaways pretty regularly. Um, and then 
Let me think. I also, you know, I mean, if you don't want to buy that, you can earn everything in the game just by playing it. It's not like cough cough paladins where you have to play it for like Mm. 50 years before you unlock one skin for one character this game is actually pretty generous with the currency it gives away there's quests you can do every day to get get the gems or whatever they're called yeah i mean yeah and i thought that was a really cool idea to have missions and tasks for you to do while you're playing in the game to achieve and and the other thing i thought thought was a really nice little idea really really cool i've only seen this game do it all these other games will offer a boost to experience that lasts for like this many hours and then it goes away. So you have to be like, well, when am I going to be able to dedicate a lot of time? So I'm not wasting some of this boost. Cause like if they last 30 hours, they're gone the next day. Whether you played it yeah. or not, this game, you buy the boost, the experience boost it's per match. And it, it only applies if you play the match. It's not like a, you know, you could buy 30 match boost and you've got it until you play 30 matches, whether that takes you six months or 10 minutes. It's going to be a good yep. game. It, it already is a good game for release. It'll be a good the only game thing and I'm excited to see. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Where it's going to go. I keep and, interrupting. Oh, I like this game a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Can't tell. <laughs> it's uh, I'm excited to see where it's going to go from. It's for release. Like how is, I want to see it supported. Yeah. That's what I want. I, I think the only thing that's missing right now is a competitive mode, and I can understand them not wanting some kind of competitive or ranked or whatever until the full release. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, anything else on, on Gigantic? Uh, supposed to be more maps and heroes added over time. Pretty pretty frequently. Yeah, I think there was four slots open that didn't yeah, have There's already two them. more that you get for... you automatic, If you buy the Founders Pack, you get the 18 starting roster plus the first two heroes that come out. Uh, for sixty, is it gonna be sixty on release? Do you no, know? it's still gonna be free on release. No, I mean like if you want to unlock all the characters. Oh, and uh, stuff. I think it'll go back up to forty. Okay. For the founders pack. That's uh, that's still yeah. really good deal. Really good deal. Not bad. Um. All right. So that brings us to. I give it two thumbs the up. Newsroom. By the way. Boop, 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 two thumb- oh, two weeks in a row. Two, two thumbs, thumbs up. I'm liking this new Jake. Uh, yeah. I give two Dungeon Defenders two up. thumbs sideways because I didn't get to play it. Yeah, and which which uh, direction are these sideways thumbs going? Pointed at each other. Yeah, we. It's got room for improvement. Oh, that's confusing. Get better. Yep. <laughs> it sounds disorganized. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so that is gigantic dungeon defenders. Next uh, games to look out for this month: um, Minecraft Story Mode Season Two Episode One is coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, July 11th. Uh, I'm surprised the Switch wasn't on there um, because it's on the season one's on the Switch. I don't know. For the resource that I found, it, it didn't say Switch. It might be on there since I I looked it up, but I haven't I haven't looked at it in the last couple weeks or last week. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, so Patton Oswalt's in it again, and I never played the first one. Did either of you guys play it? No, but I, I wanted to. Yeah, I did too. It it had you know Patton Oswalt and. Uh, Brian Posehn in it also, so I thought it would be a good game to check out. And this and is one of the first games besides The Walking Dead by Telltale that there's a season two, if I remember right. I don't think any other game has a season two outside of Walking Dead, if I remember right. Yes, I, I so think you are right. Minecraft. Yeah, I think I, I was thinking uh, The Wolf Among Us had a season two. 
I, I have it, but I've never played it, touched it or yeah. anything. Um, here's a question. When, when I saw this, that they were wanting to, they're, they're releasing season two to Minecraft story mode. Mm-hmm. What franchise do you want to see Telltale make next? Something that they haven't touched. Borderlands. Oh, wait, they have. Hey, yeah, they've already done that, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, but seriously, uh, after when I saw this question, I was thinking and thinking and thinking, and I wouldn't mind seeing them do um, a Star Wars one based on like seven and well, eight coming up now, like in that part of the Star Wars universe. Okay. I think they, I, I would like to see that part of the universe explored more. Um, I feel like the prequels and the original trilogy has been explored so much. I would love to see them do explore the newer trilogy. And I think Telltale would be the right company to tell a story in that fashion. Okay. Yeah. And if any of you guys have any thoughts on that? Any suggestions that you'd like to see Telltale? I would like to you see know? them do a game for Firefly, the show. Ooh, that would be I awesome. I think you mentioned that That'd before. Be fun. I've never watched that show. Sorry, get Jake. on it, dude. I'm sorry. Oh God. I'm sorry. I have seen it, Jake. It I've seen perfect. it now. I mean, it would be... They could tell the story really well. It's a story that would flow very well with the stuff Telltale does. And it would be, you know, just, hey, Mike, or Fox, do you want some money? Sure, here you go. Yeah. Well, if I saw it, I would completely agree with you, but I've, I haven't seen it. But I take your word for it. I believe that Starfly is an excellent show. Every 20 minutes for the rest of your life to watch it <laughs> until you do. All right. I will start it. I'll start it this week. Good. So, Firefly, you want to see Firefly. Carrington wants to see Star Wars. Cody, is there anything that you'd like to see Telltale come out with? I don't know. I was I was impressed by the Batman and the Guardians and all that stuff. Yeah. So I couldn't. I don't really know what else they would do. Uh, all right. It'd be, it, no, no. Never mind. All right. <laughs> Home Alone. No. <laughs> Let's uh, see it. Home Alone. Telltale. Let's see it. Home Alone. I said Laguna Beach. MTV's Laguna Beach. It's a terrible show, but it's full of drama, and I think anything full of drama would be perfect for the Telltale series. Okay, now I have a question because I just I'm looking at a Reddit thread. Did they do a Back to the Future? Yes, yep. they did. That was one of the first ones they did. Oh, yeah, I might be looking that one up. Yep. And they Never did Wallace it. and Gromit as well, which was fantastic. They've done a lot that that haven't really been heard of. Like yeah, their earlier a lot of stuff, different um, franchises didn't make. They weren't very popular, but I have them and they're fantastic. They also did Jurassic a, Park. I didn't do Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, I do have Sam and Max, the one they did. Because that was originally LucasArts game, um, mm-hmm. their their version, their take on it's a lot of fun too. So that's Minecraft season two, episode one, July eleventh. Next is uh, another game to look out for coming out July twenty fifth. Uh, well, actually, let's do this in order because this game comes out before July twenty fifth. So on July twelfth, the day after Minecraft story mode, is the end is nigh from the creators of Super Meat Boy. So it's another adventure platformer like Super Meat Boy was. Uh, and and from what I've read, the player takes over this character called Ash, uh, a character that has survived the end of the world. And basically, you, just, you follow him around through levels. It says you throw him into an endless swarm of decaying mutant animal-like creatures and help him to get through his final quest to make a friend. Aww. So. It it sounds like it's in the same line as Super Meat Boy, um, which is an excellent 
game and uh, highly praised within the indie scene. And I, I would actually, I wish I could just have a one-on-one with Edmund that helped create Super Meat Boy. We might be able to make that happen. You never know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, after that, July 25th, Pyrie comes out. Uh, Supergiant, created by Supergiant. And they are well-known for Transistor and Bastion. Oh, yeah. Which I'm excited for. That trailer looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, bas- it's got versus on it now because both transistor and bastion did not have multiplayer on it this is true and so i'm I'm kind of excited to see how they go through and do a a multiplayer versus mode on it um and of course we know the music is going to be excellent because mr darren korb is the one that is producing it and composing it and, and we will have him on the show hopefully sometime in august I'm sorry. Hold on real quick, guys. You're good. Give me a second. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's an interview that we're very much looking forward to. And I'm just happy he said yes. Um, but, yeah, definitely check out Pyre, uh, the trailer for it right now. Um, have you guys watched the trailer yet? I have. Sorry, no, my child woke up and was screaming. I had to take care of that. Uh, I have seen it. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yes, yes, it does. Because it basically looks like a party base, like an almost like an old school style RPG kind of thing, which I'm excited for. Yeah. And the fact that Supergiant is making it um, makes me want to pay attention to it. Transistor is excellent. Bastion is excellent. Pyre is going to be excellent as well. I agree. I expect nothing less than excellence. So uh, before we get into the next part, um, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Hey everyone, Carrington here, co-host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right, if you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month's service for free. You can do so by heading to the website, podbean.com RDP, or using the promo code RDP, and you can get their first month's premium service for free. They are our personal podcasting host and we love them we wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much so head on over to podbean.com rdp or promo code rdp and get that first month service for free and as always have a rad day hey guys we also wanted to uh, let all of our uh, fans know that we have started a real dudes podcast discord uh friendly place for fans of the show or just fans of gaming in general can come to talk about the latest news and uh, goings on in the gaming world. If uh, you want to join that, hit us up on Twitter. We can get you an instant invite and uh, we'd be happy to uh, grow our community there, talk with you guys and uh, hang out. We here at Real Dudes want to give a huge shout out to Guitaro Man for letting us use his music on this episode. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud and be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at I am Guitaro Man. That is G I T A R U M A N. Thanks, and let's get back to this episode. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, so, cool update to a game that I have not played in a while uh, Pokemon Go. Has been updated recently with Raid. Uh, I haven't played it. Have you guys had the chance to look into that? My level's not high, high yeah. enough, so no. Did they? I think they lowered it to 
level 20. They used did. To be 38. Yeah. When I first saw, the, you know, 38, uh, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get there because I was level 18 and I just hit level 19 earlier today. I and hit so, 20. Um, you hit 20? What? Yep. Have you gotten to do a raid yet? No, because I didn't know they upped the requirement. So I'll be trying that ASAP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they added quite a bit to it, at least from what, because I haven't played it in, I don't know, in months. So Yeah, when I checked the last time I caught a Pokemon was the end of August of last year. Oh, really? Year. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I haven't played since late August yeah. of last year. I think I'm right there with you, too. And then once I heard that they had the raids, I immediately re-downloaded and started playing it again. Me too. And plus, they added Generation 2, which yep. I thought was a great decision. Yeah. All right. So do we want to go over what a raid is? Yes. Do it. Okay. So yes, please. what happens is you'll get a notification on your phone while you're playing, out driving around, that a raid is going to happen at a nearby gym. You find the gym. You go there. You wait till the raid starts. And X amount of people, I don't know if there's a limit or if it's just whoever's around the gym, can join in and everyone fights this what will happen is a, a giant Pokemon will show up, really powerful, really strong, and everybody fights it, and the people who are left standing at the end when you beat it, I think everyone gets gets that Pokemon. Oh, So cool. it's a way what, to get a giant nice. Pokemon? Yeah, yeah it's, not, yeah. it's not giant, but it'll still be crazy powerful. I mean, like, yeah. these things have, like, a, a combat power of, like, 20,000. I mean, they're, oh, they're way up there. They take a lot of people to take down. And uh, I did read that one of the, when raids first went live, one of the first ones, there were like all these people waiting around in New York trying to, you know, get in on this raid. And when it popped up, it was like <laughs> like a 15,000 CP Magikarp. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, but but uh, it sounds really cool. I haven't got to try it yet. Um, I just picked up a Pokemon Go Plus the other day. And uh, how is it? It's, I'm liking it pretty well. I will say you burn through Pokeballs really, oh really fast. Why? Oh, because you're constantly trying to catch stuff? Yeah, and it's it's yeah. not like... I'd say it's, it's probably a, ridiculous a range. 30, 30 to 40% capture rate. Ooh. Sometimes it's a little... That sounds sometimes about right. it's, it's closer to 50%. I did catch four in a row the other day, which I was pretty astounded by. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I went on... A trip. I was out of town this last this weekend. I just got back. Like I literally walked in the door and started recording. I left the house with 120 Pokeballs and I came back with zero. Holy cow! And that's that... that's while hitting Great balls, Ultra Balls included. No, it. That's the thing. The Pokemon Go Plus will not use your Great or Ultra Balls. Okay. Okay. Um, the the pros of it that I liked, you know, obviously you're gonna get a lot of uh, Pokestops that you wouldn't get because you're driving. It's got a pretty good range on it, so it'll hit some that you even if you were walking, you probably would have to walk to to get. Um, mm -hmm. and you'll get on, you know, I mean, you know, you're driving and it'll still count a little bit of your distance. It's greatly reduced, but I mean, I hatched a bunch of eggs this weekend and I barely walked anywhere because <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> um. And you will catch a lot of Pokemon that you wouldn't otherwise get a chance to even throw a Pokeball at. Uh, but it is kind of a bummer that I missed some powerful Pokemon because you throw that one Pokeball and then they flee. So if you don't catch it, you don't you don't get another chance. Oh, okay. So 
So it doesn't just sit there and try to capture until it catches. No, no, you get you throwing one pokeball at it. That's the only shot you got. Well, that's kind of neat. Um, but and the problem I was having, and I was looking around the internet, and Jake, thanks to you, I was able to fix my issue. But without the power of the internet, I wouldn't have ever known. Um, it's only a problem specifically with Android. So if you have an iPhone. Um, while I was reading, iPhones do not have this problem. Yeah. But basically, <laughs> when you try to connect the, the Pokemon Go Plus with your phone, it tends to disconnect a ton. And that was the problem I was having. And once it disconnects, it is a pain to try and reconnect it to my phone. And I'm talking like 15 to 30 minutes of just sitting Ooh. there troubleshooting. It is awful. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to know bad. the quick way to fix it, just as soon as you get it, sync it for the first time. If it starts disconnecting, hold the button on it, and until it it'll it'll turn blue, it'll light up blue, and then it will uh, turn light blue and start flashing. That means that you've you've erased the connection with your phone, and then just resync it, and that should fix it. Try turning off your Wi-Fi the first time. After that, like I had trouble my first time, like you, Carrington, and I just did that, and it instantly fixed it for me. What level were you before you had your Pokemon Go Plus? Uh, low 18. I just okay. said 15. Okay. So I'm wondering how quickly like it advances your levels if it helps. And what are you now? Uh, uh, almost 16. Almost 21. Okay. Um, I, I haven't been playing as much, as much as Jake has, but that's because I've just been busy with work. And the GPS with my phone at work is awful because yeah. the school buildings, um, I, I GPS just doesn't work when I'm inside those buildings. Yeah. Um, I will, yeah, you, you definitely gain a, a ton more experience with it as opposed to not having it. Because again, that's good. You're catching all those Pokemon you normally wouldn't be catching. You're getting all the Poke stops you wouldn't normally be getting. So like I just drive somewhere and I'd come back and I'd have like, let's say six Pidgeys and eight Rattatas and all this extra crap. And you just transfer them all to get the candies and evolve one of them and then transfer it. It's just like a fast way to get some XP. Do you, um, what? Do you ever praise your Pokemon? I, yes. I keep okay. anything that's amazing or a wonder. I put a, okay. I star it and keep it. Everything else gets released. <laughs> it's all I just garbage. started paying attention <laughs> to that today. And that's what I've been doing is if, if it's something that is amazing to the professor, then I normally will. Yeah. Um, I will say I've also hatched a ton of eggs because of the Go Plus that I normally wouldn't have hatched. So that's more XP there, too. Awesome. Do you ever do the Pidgey farming method yeah. to level up? Yep. Yep, I've done that. I I, yeah. I just farm Pidgeys and Caterpies and uh-huh. Weedles and Spinneracks. I've got like four area doses right now that I've <laughs> hatched from my or evolved from my Spinneracks. Uh, it's fast oh. XP. Yeah. So is it worth thirty five bucks? Uh, it depends on how much you're gonna play it. You know, what I mean, yeah. if you're gonna put, Agreed. if you're a serious, air quotes as ridiculous as that sounds, a serious Pokemon <laughs> Go player, it's definitely worth having. But if you're someone who's just picking it up for the new update, want to get to twenty, and you're not gonna play it after you do a couple raids, probably not. Uh, one disclaimer: the battery life lasts about a hundred days, so. If you do intend to play it pretty religiously for a while, uh, probably in your best interest to pick up a spare battery before too long for it. And it takes a standard watch battery. Yeah. So you can get them pretty cheap. Yeah. 
Now, how does the Pokemon go uh, walking distance, whatever? How does that uh, do with your partner Pokemon? It does great. Uh, same thing. It just you have your phone locked in your pocket, and it still calculates whatever distance you walk, and you get the the candies for your buddy Pokemon. Okay. I didn't know until the other day that if you have a uh, certain Pokemon in the game. They and you have them set as your buddy, and you walk a certain specified distance for each one. They will appear on your shoulder. Yeah, that's Pikachu 10K. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Pikachu, Eevee, Caterpie, Will. Um, I think Togepi. I can't remember what other I just ones. I got one of those the other day. But I thought that was pretty neat. I still want my Pokemon following me. Yeah. Around if <laughs> yeah. if the yeah. full console Switch Pokemon game does not have. If I can't have my freaking Dragonite walking along next to me, I'm going to lose my mind that that's still not it, in the game. It, um, just a random thought, but it'd be kind of neat not only have your Pokemon show up, but also other trainers show up on your mini map as you're, yeah, you know, walking around. Really if like anybody that. else is playing around you. There's supposed to be friend battles that. coming soon, sometime this yeah. summer, but it's still not in the game yet, so I don't know. They'll get it. It's coming! I'm sure they had the money to do it. So... Pokemon Go raids, keep an eye out for it. It's already out, so really keep an eye out for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I am also going to pick up a Pokemon Go Plus. And Pokemon Go, Go, Pokemon Go stole our summer last year. And I think it's going to take over my summer again this year. Okay, well, I'm an idiot. Um, apparently... <laughs> Your buddy Pokemon, depending on what it is, uh, and you know you walk that specified distance, there are one, two, three, four, five, six that will go on your shoulder. There are pretty much every basic Pokemon, every first uh, evolution Pokemon of Gen 1 will stand by your side after a certain distance. So my Charmander, I'm probably about to hit that, so he'll start walking along next to me. Oh, there you go. What? There you go, Jake. Um, there you go. All of the third evolutions will start standing behind you after a certain distance. So dragon, I can have my, my Dragonite standing behind me as I'm walking around. Oh, that's around. awesome. That's awesome. Well, that is Pokemon Go. Yep. 2017. Carrington. Yes, sir. What is this? The shenanigans about this Nintendo fan calling out Super Smash Brothers. Okay, so he's a Smash player. His name's Hungrybox. Yeah, um, Hungrybox. So he, yeah, Hungrybox. I'm hungry. He recently won a Smash tournament, and in his speech, he basically calls out Nintendo for not supporting the Smash Brothers scene. And Reggie feels a May, president of Nintendo of America, which is like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that because the community takes care of themselves. So I wanted to like present that to you guys, especially you, Jake. Like, what do you think about that? Because we have all these huge games now, like, say, Overwatch. Blizzard clearly supports Overwatch in the esports scene. They have their own tournaments, and that goes for any other esports out there. But Nintendo does not support Smash Brothers. They're probably their biggest esports game out there. Um, it has to be completely run by the community yeah. all the time. Uh, I'll say I can. I don't like it, first and foremost. Up front, I think that is crap on Nintendo's part. Uh, I can understand how they got to that thinking, though, that the community runs it. Uh, first and foremost, 
Nintendo has a long history of really only giving a crap about what happens in Japan. They're American fans, whatever. So the Smash scene is probably the biggest here. I know there are a lot of big Japanese names and they have tournaments and stuff over there too. But as long as it's bigger over here, I, I don't see it becoming a too big of a problem for Nintendo. Um, and I think that it sucks on their part because there's so much time and effort put in by all these communities organizing this stuff. And it could be so much bigger that I don't know. I mean, basically, if Nintendo doesn't feed it, it's going to die eventually because these guys, you know, if you got the skills in fighting games, why would you become a competitive smash player when you could go be a street fighter player and make eight times the money? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's just going to keep it small and it's going to keep people thinking that Nintendo is Nintendo, a bunch of jerks who don't care about their fans. But I mean, they do. Nintendo, I don't know. It's so complicated. Cause in the, <laughs> it is complicated. In the stop, past, hold on, stop said, right there. Hold on, okay, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Last week, or last episode, you were you were talking about your love for Nintendo. Yes. The previous episode, you were spitting fire at... Miyamoto. <laughs> at, uh, Miyamoto. At Miyamoto. Yes. In this episode, you're back to spitting fire. Uh, Nintendo is like... Your best friend, your I don't know if that's accurate either. Like your grandma that you want to hug, but at the same time, same time you want to slap her in the face. <laughs> 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 it's like, I love you, Nintendo, for all the great games that you give me, that you continue to give me, and all the cool stuff you do. But sometimes, man, they dumb. <laughs> it's like... Yes. Yes. <laughs> ah, it's so frustrating. I love them so much. But like just this is a prime example. I can tell it's just like they don't want to put the effort into organizing yeah. Smash tournaments and they don't want to have to get sponsors and all this stuff. It's a lot of work. And Nintendo's always like, we just want people to have fun so the competitive community is whatever. That's just a cop out to me. Like it's the same reason we don't have achievements on Nintendo platforms yet, because they say they want their consoles to be about fun, not competing with your friends. Oh, yeah, that's why they can't with Splatoon. Yeah, but why even make Smash the most competitive <laughs> game in the entire yeah. universe if you're not going to support arms. the competitive community? Yeah. I mean, the games that they are coming out with now are more uh, more competitive than what you know, they've released in the past. I, at least I think they yeah. are with arms. Their trailer Splatoon. for Splatoon 2 was a tournament. Yeah. In an arena. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Come on, Nintendo. Get, Get it your, together. Get your act together. Yeah. They need me. See, they <laughs> they, they just hired Jose Otero from IGN. They need to hire me to come in there and like just sit in Miyamoto's office. And when he has a dumb idea, I can just slap him in the face and say no. <laughs> It's a Mia Mono. Yeah. <laughs> or however you say no in Japanese. No. I don't know, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he'd understand the slap in the face and my angry. That'll work. Look. <laughs> and just, or if you could just wiggle your finger back and forth and just give him a real stern look. No, no, no. I could, do, I could do his thing. Give him the thumb sideways and then thumbs down. Uh, Zelda gets a hard 
No, no, no. Okay. So <laughs> let me clarify <laughs> what that says <laughs> in the notes. Don't end there. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Continue, Kyle. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. Carrington, hold on. tell us about Zelda. <laughs> so Breath of the Wild is getting a hard mode. It's, it's either already out it's or out. it's about to it's come out. out. It's out. out. Okay, yeah. It's out. So when you get start the hard mode, it will create a separate save file, which is a great idea by Nintendo after having a bad idea. Yeah. Here's a good idea they have. Yeah. So it doesn't screw over your vanilla file, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. That is great. I saw the uh, the trial of the sword. I saw there are also is it trial or trail of the sword? Trial. Okay. It's I trial. saw I saw trail on one. I think on IGN, and I assumed it was a typo. <laughs> but yeah, um, it definitely is. A typo. Yeah, it's tr- trial. Uh, get your act together. I heard IGN. someone already beat it. Jeez. Yeah. Jose Otero oh. leaves for a week, and you don't care about Nintendo. Um, yep. Basically. But I saw that there were people already beating that, like speedrunners already beating that in under an hour, which I th- was pretty astounded Ridiculous. by. That's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is insane. And speaking of speedrunners, real quick, we're going to get sidetracked. But everyone out there, Summer Games Done Quick is going on right now. And they are supporting Doctors Without Borders. So go check them out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash, uh, oh gosh. SGDC. <laughs> No, it's um uh, speed runs done quick. Yeah, you probably just search that in the search box. It's a good cause. Yeah. Watch yep. it. Uh, Very good cause. All week long, marathon twenty four seven. Currently next playing Metroid Prime. Oh, wow. oh my gosh, I'm bringing that up right now hey, while we hold record. On. We're almost done here. We're almost done here. We're almost done. We got SNES Classic releasing September 2017. Thoughts. I think the game's lineup is solid. I love it. Uh, do I think it's necessary? Whatever. If you want it, buy it. <laughs> that that was kind uh, of my argument is I know it's a different experience having the console, but you yeah. can get emulators uh, now. Well, I will say that I don't play games on emulators because just trying to play a Super Nintendo game on your phone or on your PC with a keyboard and mouse is sacrilege. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. It yeah. feels wrong. Um, at the yeah. same time, though, I've already bought some- all those games on the Super Nintendo's virtual or on Wii U's virtual console and Wii's virtual console, and I'm going to buy it on Switch's virtual console whenever that happens. So I'll probably be skipping the SNES Classic, but for people who don't have yeah. that stuff, it'd be a nice way to tap into the nostalgia. I did not pick up the NES Classic, and I might pick up the Super Nintendo Classic if I can get my hands on one. And I'm kind of mad at myself also, um, because with the NES Classic, when it first came out, I had an opportunity to get one, and I totally missed out on that. And I'm now like upset that I couldn't get it. Yeah. So if I if I have the opportunity to get the Super Nintendo Classic, I'm picking it up for yeah, sure. Especially bet. since it comes with Star Fox 2. Come yeah, on yeah, now. That's, that's the selling point for the SNES Classic yeah. for me. The only reason I would get it is Star Fox 2. That is a really cool release for that. And you better get your hands on it quick because I guarantee yeah. you that thing's going to sell out. Stock will be very real, limited. Real There's already eBay scalpers going crazy with pre-orders. I feel bad for the parent because it's coming out near holiday season. So 
I was I said I feel bad for the parent that goes to the game store for their kid and says, "Hey, uh, I want to buy the new Nintendo console," and they hand her uh, SNES Classic <laughs> when <laughs> when it should be a Switch, or vice versa, the other way around. They're, I think I think it's going to happen somewhere. I, I expect to see a Reddit post. But. Oh, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, that's it for the news. Um, May I ask a question that's going to go completely off topic again? Yeah. How long of a game is Metroid Prime? Because this game's done quick speed run is going on an hour 35. That does not seem like a speed run. And he's no, he's about to finish it. Yeah. So this is game it? normally is easily, what would you say, Jake? I will Probably tell you 12 in about to 14 three seconds how long it is. No, I think that's uh, about average, right. Average time, main story only, no side stuff is 13 hours. Completionist is 19 hours. Yep. Dang. Okay. There you go, Cody. Yeah. Okay. And he's 100%ing this. So an hour and yeah. 45 is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. That is a great game, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you haven't played Metroid by now, you <laughs> suck. Like, what sorry, are you doing with your I, life? I suck then. It's, I'm sorry, Cody. And honestly, like, it's such a great exclusive to Nintendo. Yeah. Which brings yeah, up my w- question. Are exclusive titles important to the gaming Ooh, community? I love that. I love that transition, boy. <laughs> what do you guys think about exclusive titles? Because we got on this little dis- discussion after E3, uh, after we saw, you know, uh, Sony's exclusives, and then Nintendo dropped the the bomb with Metroid Prime Four being flashed on to their uh, treehouse. What do you guys uh, think? I'll go f- first because it's short. <laughs> if you're Microsoft, okay. what okay. are exclusive titles? Um, <laughs> and and I will say, if you want an answer to this question, the place you need to look is no farther than Nintendo. They've kept the last three consoles going with some third-party support. GameCube obviously would have had a lot. We had quite a bit. But just the strength of their first-party exclusive titles is keeping them relevant and bringing life back with the Switch. So I think absolutely they are Mm -hmm. important, just not to Microsoft for some reason. Okay. And in my opinion, I... I do like them because it spurs on competition between the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. And without, if, without, I mean, it does suck for the consumer because if you don't have that console, you're going to miss out on a whole generation of exclusive titles that you're never going to be able to touch. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that part of the argument, I get it. But from my perspective, I think it's great because it, it, pushes everybody else to really try and put out the best product to try and sell the best and that is what we need and and like jake said uh nintendo's been able to keep going all these years just pretty much based on the exclusives that they have and a lot of people i see on the internet are saying are just stupid and think that nintendo's gonna go third party that's not gonna happen not anytime soon at least yeah what were you gonna say cody i'm biased um I know I understand the consumer side. You want to have the competition. But from a community viewpoint, you're going to separate your gaming community by having um, console exclusives. Uh, PS4 players never get Halo. Uh, Xbox players never get the Uncharted, all that stuff. So it it tightens the community, which is uh, that's how i play i'm a community player so Mm -hmm. for that point it's annoying i see why it's there so i get both sides 
but I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, of I mean, we just touched titles. on it. You haven't played Metroid, and it's probably because you haven't owned a Nintendo console in a while, have you? If ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a giant Nintendo fan. Yeah. Well, I I'm kind of fifty fifty with it because, uh, it does it it stinks that you know, I mean I have Xbox and I'm still planning on picking up a Switch, uh. And I've been wanting to play the Uncharted series, and uh, there's a few other Sony series or uh, exclusives that I, that I've been wanting to play. But yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't have Buku's money just to give out for a new system just to play, you know, ex- all the exclusives. I think consoles are. I think console exclusives are important. Yet, I kind of hate them at the same time. I think if too. we didn't have yeah. console exclusive titles, uh, the PC Master Race turds would be even more annoying because you'd never hear the end yeah, of it. Yeah. But you know what? I can play Zelda, well, so and, all those guys can go sit on a stick. And, and that was one of my thoughts earlier, too. That's the point that I wanted to bring out, is if we didn't have exclusives, everybody would just have a PC. Yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you just get a PC? Because you can get a decently built PC for, what, under 500 yeah, you can you can build a PC for about four to five hundred. Yeah, with well, same price as a PS4 or Xbox. Yeah, at launch, not currently, yeah. but at launch. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Running more than sixty frames and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you can build right now probably a four hundred fifty dollar PC, and you will run Overwatch at easily one twenty frames a second, yeah. Yeah. easily. And I mean, would would Nintendo still even be a company if they didn't have Zelda? Like if you know, I mean, no, they nope. wouldn't be around. No, no, nope. So Jake, you are for exclusives. Carrington, you are for exclusives. Mm-hmm. Cody, you are biased towards it. Yeah, and I am fifty-fifty. Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Wheel of Fate. What's going on with that, Carrington? So I was gonna ask you guys. I can I because I did not feel like spending money on a real wheel to spin uh, because I looked them up. They're not cheap. <laughs> so I made a digital one. We can either spin it now or we can spin, spin it later. later. It's up to you guys. Spin okay. it later. Yeah. Okay. Right. We can spin it later because yep. we're already an hour into this and yeah. it's going to take another It'll 15 take minutes easy yeah. for all of all us. Right. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for the wheel of fate. Uh, make sure you check out our website, www.realdudespodcast.com. Our Twitter at real dudes underscore pod facebook real dudes podcast and uh if you have any questions or just want to say hello you can email us at real pod at gmail.com and look out for some exciting interviews upcoming we're lining them up and so they should be releasing out soon yep and that is it for me guys any last thoughts splatoon 2 no sir Three weeks. Splatoon 2. Games, Twitch.tv games done quick. Summer games done quick. Watch it. Support there it. There you go. Everyone, have a great day, great week, great month, great year. And uh, bye, stay bye. 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 Y'all.
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.